All right, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle Financial Guys. Uh, Mike Hayflick, Certified Social Security Strategist in with us, or Claiming Strategist in with us today and with me. Uh, Glenn taking the day off, a well-deserved day off, but uh, we'll both be back at it together next week. And uh, we'll see if we can get to your calls and questions. We have a jam-packed show for you today, including Dr. Paul Alexander. I know... Uh, Dr. Paul was on with uh, David Bellavia earlier in the week, and so, uh, but uh, incredible, by the way. If you are going to listen to anything, anything radio over the next 24 months, I would say stick with us and make sure you tune back in later on to listen to Dr. Paul Alexander. He should be in around 1.30ish or so. So we're, uh, uh, Paul, Dr. Paul called into our show last week and he was just talking about, you know, some of the actual facts on COVID from a doctor. And I said, I got to get this guy back on. So I cannot wait to interview him. And of course, you know, some of our uh, experts, whether it's Medicare, tis the season for that. So we're going to have some of our Medicare experts calling in. And, uh, and and one of the payroll experts talk about uh, if you're a small business owner out there that'll be the second hour and uh, we're going to we'll talk a little bit about payroll and, and how to you know make sure you can maximize what you're doing in, in your company so but I would I'm telling you right now stick with us uh, throughout this show because Dr. Paul Alexander is a can't miss. Mr. Hayflick, where do we want to start out? I guess, uh, how about this one? We'll just grab articles because you and I printed way, 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 way too many things. And, uh, you know, when I'm out with Glenn, Glenn, uh, for those of you that don't know this, Mr. Wiggle's brain is like a computer. And so I don't need <laughs> yeah. to print out as much stuff because Glenn just looks at the articles during the week and then he remembers it word for word, page by page. Number so, by number. Yeah. yeah, so I don't even need to print it out. I'm like, Glenn, remember that ECMC article we're going to talk about or something? He says, yeah, did you see page 42? They said this. I'm like, yeah. No, I didn't. I don't re- probably, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, let's start here. ECMC pauses inpatient elective surgeries, ICU transfers due to possible shortages over the vaccine mandate. Well, it's not over the vaccine. Ma- well, it is over the vaccine mandate. Right. It's the fact that you're going to mandate these frontline so-called uh, not so these frontline heroes. The Democrats were the ones that labeled them frontline heroes, and now they're saying, "Eh, you're a zero if you don't get this shot." Rightfully so, they were frontline heroes. Yes, I mean that's what we all agreed they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now if you don't if you don't believe in getting the jab, you you are out of job. It's crazy. Crazy. No jab, no job. Crazy. And and but but don't worry, Kathy Hochul's answer is there are going to be a lot of immigrants coming over. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pull any frontline workers from other countries and replace those that that served us for the past two years, probably some of them 80, 90 hours a week, right? At putting their own lives at risk, many of them already at risk, maybe because of their own, you know, their own uh, conditions, different things they were dealing with. And, uh, you know, and we know this. We talk to a lot of people here in our office. A lot of clients are, are registered nurses, LPNs, mm-hmm. doctors, surgeons. And they all basically did everything they could do. But because they don't believe in a, a vaccine, they don't believe that a vaccine is necessary for them. Maybe because they actually have natural immunity. That's right. And, and, and you Which mentioned something the Democrats have totally forgot about. Dr. Oh. Paul Alexander, I mean, you have to listen, folks, because he has no agenda. His agenda is to tell you the truth, to mm-hmm. tell you the facts. He's not going to make money on you know millions of dollars on books like Fauci will. He's not out just to get the limelight. He is there to tell us the truth. And you can't find guys like him very no. often. So, yeah, this is great. This is great. Kathy Hochul now in office. I'm actually glad. I'm, I'm so glad Andrew Cuomo's gone. He had to go. 
but now this is what we're experiencing. She's just as worthless. The new leadership, Absol right? Absolutely just as worthless. The Democrat Party in this state, totally left-wing radical. I mean, these are left-wing extremists. Forget about, you know, the old-school Democrats that they were the working class. They were going to support you. They were for higher wages. Mm -hmm. These people are absolutely left-wing nut jobs. I cannot imagine. I can't. What goes through your brain, Kathy, to spit that out of your mouth, to say, you know what? These frontline heroes that right. fought the entire time, that worked overtime, that did everything we asked of them, they right. don't want to get the shot. Mainly, probably the majority of them had COVID, right? The majority of them have COVID. Right. They've got better immunities than you do, Kathy. And, and by the way, if anybody should know about the shot and make the right decision, and we should let them mm -hmm. make the right decision, it should be these people. Absolutely. They, they were there in front of it every single day of their lives. And to say, what a slap in the face that is. What a slap in the face, you disgusting mm -hmm. human being. What a slap in the face to say, you know what, we'll just we'll just replace you with some people coming in from overseas. Right. And this is this is her quote. To those who won't, meaning won't get vaccinated, we'll be replacing people. And I have a plan that's going to be announced very shortly. As if as if she has to like do a little drum roll. Like wait until you hear what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah. She is. She's she's Vile, yeah, like many of the these Democrats are. They disgusting. By the way, uh, continue to talk about Democrats. Did you see the new RV that the Department of Health got? Now, let me remind you, folks. These are the same Department of Health people that I have been calling. I called months and months visited from from day one. Visited <laughs> them. Yep. Tried to get an interview. They deserve. We pay them. They don't pay us. They work on our payroll. I'm a taxpayer. They does. I, the, why are you hiding from me? What do you have to hide? Right. They refused to do an interview with anybody. Overtime, uh, uh, Burstein, uh, she earned what? She's got enough money to buy her own Ferrari now, uh, an extra three or four hundred thousand dollars. So when I hear all you Democrats mm -hmm. say we do it all for the love of people, we're yeah. inclusive. Give me a break. She didn't do anything inclusive. In fact, I think she was the only county Department of Health. I know she led the state in overtime. Right, so apparently Albany and Syracuse didn't have right. the same problems that Buffalo had, but now, now they have. Of course, you know I talked last week about you know this, the bills, and really it is really Marky Polenkars and his friends that are, are forcing people like my 14 year old daughter to get a shot, a jab in her arm, uh, my daughter who already had COVID, just to go to a Bills game. But this is a new one for me. This is, you know, just when I think they're done slapping me in the face as a taxpayer, they now have a mobile RV mm -hmm. where you can now go get your shot, I guess, at the Bills game, I guess. They pull it right up like a food truck. But let me tell you something. This isn't some $10,000, you know, we bought it used RV. This is a three to four hundred thousand dollar RV that the Department of Health got to be able to see, to do rolling vaccinations. Now, I, I if if I'm if I'm if I stand corrected, the you can get a vaccination wherever the heck you want right now, wherever you want. Right? right. Do we really need to spend another few hundred thousand dollars on this rolling billboard so you can advertise your political views? Because that's exactly what it is. That's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's well, it's our bodies, their choice. That's right. It used to be my body, my choice. Now no. it's not. No. no, no, that's over now. That's uh, over. That's over. The Me Too is over. Yeah. The, well, it's, the, it's my body, my choice. If you're a Democrat, it's your body, my choice. If you're a Democrat, right. so that's. Right. I mean, really, totally messed up. I'm so sick and tired of the 
the waste in this in this state. Uh, and and you know now these left wing radical Democrats they've taken over, folks. They have taken over. They are absolutely winning. The Republicans have zero power. Right. I keep hearing people say, "Well, the Republicans need to stand up." Which ones? There's hardly any left, by the way. <laughs> There's hardly anybody left. Uh, you know, folks like David DiPietro. I, David, I don't know how you don't drink every day because that's mm-hmm. what I I think I would be forced to do if I had to sit in Albany and listen to this garbage every single day. But they're ramming this left-wing agenda down everybody's throats. The same people, by the way, when Biden got elected, when he was running for office, he said, I can't mandate vaccines. Oh, really? Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what, what you will do, though, is the red-green you know, red, uh, budget, which is we'll just make your life so darn miserable right. and, and not give you the choice because that's what we do. That's oh. what Democrats do. And I know we're going to talk more about this, but um, you know, when you look at all the Democrat-controlled cities... They're, they're, people are fleeing them. If yeah. they're not fleeing them, they're getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and right. those numbers are going up. So right, to right. the Democrats' favor, I mean, yeah. well, hey, the, you're, well, you're raising your numbers in that respect. Hey, look, at, they made the mess. Now they can come back and fix it. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Mike Lomas, Mike Hayflick in for Glenn Wiggle. We are the financial guys. 833-FIN-GUYS. If you think like us and you want to interview our team, real quick break. We'll be right back. Listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800 616 wben And cell calls are free at Star 930. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Mike Hayflick in for Glenn Wiggle. Glenn taking a well-deserved weekend break. He'll be back next week. But uh, we are the financial guys, the place where money meets politics. And if you think like us, you know, we have a lot of fun with this show. Monday through, through Friday, we do manage money. You know, Mike here is certified social security claiming strategist. We have departmentalized and we are very blessed to have a number of different experts in our office, whether that's Holman Auto. You know, we can shop over 25 companies to save you money. And I see the money that they save people, and it is incredible being able to shop and, and still have, you know, some, I've heard the, some of the online, you know, uh, websites where you can shop, but you still don't get that, hey, am I covered right? Am I? So we can do both. We can shop and give you an expert to talk to. Uh, of course, financial planning, we have registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, chartered financial analysts, and the list goes on and on. One of our CFAs, Paul Meeks, literally on CNBC every week. Um, and one of the largest money managers in the world at one point. So uh, we are very deep. The bench is deep, and um, and we can help you. Offices Rochester, Batavia. Don't forget about our Batavia office in Williamsville, New York, and, of course, down in South Florida. For those of you who are leaving the communist, I'm going to say the communist state of New York now. It's not even socialist anymore. It is communist. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna do what we tell you. You're gonna get a jab in your arm, whether you like it or not. And if you don't do it, you're just not gonna be able to ever get on a bus in a public place in a park or a football game <laughs> or, or a hockey game or work. Or if you're a yeah. frontline worker, you might not be able to work anymore. Yeah, you were one of those heroes that was every day working with COVID positive patients. But now mm-hmm. we're just gonna replace you with an illegal immigrant because you don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah, you're not as smart as Kathy Hochul. You're in the field, not Kathy Hochul isn't yeah. in the field. Oh, but you're Kathy. in the field. You see the results and the effect of vaccines. Yeah. You see how people have recovered with right. way better treatment from the beginning. Right. But still, we're going to make you get the jab yep. and you won't be yep. working anymore. Yep. And they'll say, well, it's only 10 or 20%. No, it's not that. It's 20 or 30% just did it because they do it to get along. 
right? There's right. probably 50, there is, there was about 50% of the front uh, line workers that said they don't want that, right? Now, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm always amazed that I turned in my Bills tickets, my Sabres tickets. I'm disgusted with them. I'm disgusted with both of them. I'm a, I'm a Buffalo backer. I grew up, I came out of the womb with a Sabres uh, and Bills jersey on, you know, that's, but I'm disgusted, disgusted with them. Yeah. The Pagula family, by the way, you know, they, don't give me the, they, they saved the, the area. Okay, it was great. They came in and bought the team. But then they donated money to Andrew Cuomo. I want you to think about this. They donate money to Andrew Cuomo. Now, what does Andrew Cuomo do for them? Oh, Andrew says, you're not going to be able to frack in New York. That's fine for them because guess what? All of their fracking's in Pennsylvania. Right. They're all they, so guess what? If we live in, in New York, we don't have the opportunity to make the money that the Pagulas did. Right now, the you know Marky Mark says you're going to wear forcing vaccinations. Well, okay. Well, they just go okay, whatever. You will just do whatever. You know, nobody's got a set of stones. Nobody stands up to the these local left wing extremist Democrats. So uh, it it the list goes on and on. Disgusted, by the way. You uh, talk about how selfish you are, you Democrats. You want my. For- 14-year-old daughter who's already had COVID. She's got better immunity than anybody that, that took your little vaccine. And you want her now to put a vaccine shot in her arm that's only been around for a year. Okay? So you people say, no consequences. Garbage. We had a client whose head swelled up. Uh, that's not normal, by the way. <laughs> I said so. We had a client whose mom almost passed away from the second shot. I'm not putting that in my daughter's arm. I'm not. And especially not to go see some Bills game. And shame on you for forcing her to try to do that. They're, they're doing, Mike, exactly what they did when this, this started. They treated everybody the same. They mm. said, hey, don't worry. As long as you wear a mask, as long as you're six feet apart, you'll all be fine. Mm. For two my weeks. mom, you Just know my weeks. mom is in assisted living. She was not fine. She, she should have been the one who who was surrounded by people in hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. Those elderly people with high, high vulnerability to die from COVID should have been treated far differently. Yep. But they're doing the same thing now. <laughs> and now it, they're it, saying, we're still going to do the same thing with those people. If you're, you have underlying conditions, yes, you should definitely get the vaccine. Okay, but people who don't have underlying conditions, people with natural immunity, yeah. people like, like the two-year-olds to the healthiest of 70-year-olds, you do not need to do this. If you get the COVID virus, you'll have a natural immunity to The it. best of the best. 0.0002 or something chance that you might die from this, just like you might die from getting hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. But they aren't treating everyone differently, just like they didn't from the beginning. Yeah. They should have protected, protected, protected the most vulnerable, and they didn't. And you see what happened. Andrew Cuomo was at the helm, sending people back from hospitals back right. to nursing homes. The, and, and the only ones that should have been protected weren't. They weren't. And <laughs> okay. now, amazing. And now they're trying to say, "Oh no, everybody, put the blanket over everybody again." Yeah. And now you're going to, you know, basically fire frontline workers for that too. I was listening to a school board, a school board meeting the other day, and uh, one of the parents stood up in favor of, you know, masking these children, and they said, "Well, you know what? Kids are getting sick, and so if it's a little bit of an inconvenience, and too bad. It's not a little bit of an inconvenience. Let me tell you why." Uh, suicides are up. Drug overdoses are up. And don't tell me it's not related to COVID and uh, and masking these kids up. And we're teaching these kids to be scared of something that they shouldn't be scared of, first right. of all. Right. So this parent's like, well, look, at there is, if it's one kid, if it's one child, well, first mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. we can't find any children in all of Erie County that have passed away from COVID, not right. one. But if that's the rule we're going to play, then why, Mr. and Mrs. Democrat parent, why aren't you in the school talking about getting rid of the pool? 
There's a That's way right. higher probability that your child is going to die in a pool than of COVID. Right. Why are we not getting rid of the cars in front of the school, Mr. Right. and Mrs. Democrat parent? Why? Get much, way, way, way higher probability that your child's going to pass away in a car accident than COVID. Wait, because zero. We're at zero. Zero percent probability. Right. Your child. You cannot statistically measure it. But yet, these Democrat saviors are coming in. They're going to save everybody. Why not? If you believe in that, then you should be at that school board meeting saying, I think we need to get rid of the pools because X amount of thousands of kids drowned every single year, and that's a hazard, and I need to protect the children. So you don't care about protecting the children. If you do, you don't really know the numbers. Right. You don't really. And you should really know the numbers because we're causing kids aren't dying of COVID. They're dying of drug overdoses. They're dying of depression. Every single day we lose kids. Every single minute, right? Uh, and, and one of the cho- one of the parents that I uh, that I was listening to at school for me said, 2,000 people every day are dying of COVID. No, they're not. Read the CDC reports. 6% of the 200,000 are dying of COVID, right? And then guess what? And I know this is a reality. People die of stuff. We die of the flu. We die of car accidents. We die. At some point, we got to go back to living our lives. We got to go back to get the face diapers off of everybody, and it's time to make your own educated decision. Something Democrats have a very difficult time doing is making their own decision, but at some point, we're going to have to do that. Let's sneak in Phil. We're going to sneak in Phil. Phil, uh, one of the heads of our uh, Medicare team. Phil, uh, I appreciate it. I think you called in last week as well, but this is the season for Medicare, and uh, you got to make the right decision, right, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. Um it's an extremely important decision. I mean, I, 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 it could affect a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to, you know, your retirement savings. You know, you want you got to incorporate your health care costs into everything. I mean, it, it, it and it's going to increase. It's going to keep going up, especially with this COVID situation. The insurance carriers, they, they already made announcements. They're not going to continue to eat all the costs. So everything is going to continue to increase. Yeah. And now I know you know what the new plans are, but you still can't talk about them yet. But there is going to be some changes coming, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. Look, if you if you think you want to even entertain just making sure that your Medicare is the, is the right plan for you, I would encourage you to call 833-FIN-GUYS, whether you're Rochester, Batavia, we have independent experts out there, and of course, multiple experts here, in, well, multiple experts in Rochester and in Williamsville and in Batavia, uh, but you know, look, at it's going to fill up quick. All of a sudden, October yeah. comes, the date's here, and then it's November, and December it's over. So you need folks to get on the list to review your Medicare with one of these AHIP certified experts. It doesn't cost anything, so spend a few minutes, dust off your policies, eight three three fin guys. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Phil. No, it, it and, and I and I there's there's genuinely there is absolutely no reason to at least consult. I will be the first one to tell you if the plan that you're currently on is the right one for you. But it does not hurt to at least make the effort and give us the opportunity to at least educate you and make sure that you're still covered correctly. I, I mean. I just had a lady that left here today. It's one of the one of, in my opinion, the worst horror stories that I've I've heard. You know, they paid a lady fifteen hundred dollars to enroll them in a plan, and I I could literally spend forty five minutes telling you the problems that she's had, and and I it just boggles my mind really of of all the misinformation is out there. So please take advantage of our free services. We're here to help. 
We'll be the first one to tell you if you're covered correctly. And if you're not, we'll help you point you in the right direction. Well, just like financial planning, right? Most of these people take advice from their friend, mm-hmm. oftentimes, or their mom, their dad, their brother, their sister, uh, best of intentions, but not a hip certified experts like you guys are. And the fact that it doesn't cost anything, it's a complimentary consultation. I know, look, you're, you're in our Rochester office, and I know you do spend a little bit of time here in, in Buffalo, New York, but a lot of people east of Rochester, and if you're out, if you're far away from our office, we can also do a Zoom meeting. And I know you've done a lot of Zoom meetings and phone calls with people in the Syracuse area, right? Because we, we sort yeah. of, we, with the Wham extension out there, we go out that way, but a lot of people are like, eh, I'm afraid I don't want to drive all the way in. That's okay. Let's do a quick consultation, oh, yeah. see if it makes sense, there- right? I, I will tell you, I just talked to a guy in New York City yesterday, and I told he, he his first thing he said was, I don't like to do stuff over the phone. I, that's all I said to him. If the information that I give you right now over the phone is not better than you would get in service, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. Just give me an opportunity. It doesn't matter where you are in New York State. We can help you out. Doing it over the phone, doing it Zoom, I promise you I've developed a good enough system that you will not know if we're in person or not. It's the same service. I'm going to give you the same professionalism that I would give you or sitting face-to-face with me. Hey, hey Phil, real quick. Um, what would be the things at people's fingertips that they need to have in hand when they do talk to you? So most importantly, in my opinion, is the drug cost, that, that the drug list. Mm-hmm. So the there are... 40 Medicare Advantage plans, 27 different Medicare Medigare, or Medicare prescription drug plans in the Rochester, New York location. Um, and that's usually the same everywhere. If you're taking, you know, one, two, three, four, and sometimes 20 prescription drugs, that is, in my opinion, the best way so, that we can really save you some get, money. Get that awesome. list together. All right, Phil, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. We're going to up against the heartbreak. Pleasure. Great job, guys. 833-FIN-GUYS. 833-FIN-GUYS. If you need one of our independent experts when it comes to Medicare planning, tis the season, tis the season folks. Rochester, Batavia, got you covered. And, of course, right here, flagship office, Williamsville, New York. We'll be back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Hayflick, Financial Guys. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick in studio with us, certified social security claiming strategist and... uh, We'll see if we can get to your phone calls. We have an awesome guest. We have Dr. Paul Alexander, who's going to be with us. He's on the live line here. And I'm telling you, folks, if you're going to pull your car over and tune into anything, uh, Dr. Alexander called in last week to our show. He's been, a, uh, a, I say a guest, but he's been a caller in before, and uh, we haven't really had the opportunity to sort of lock him in the live line here, but uh, we're going to do that today. And I think uh, he was so incredible last week. I'm like, we have to get him on. Kelsey tracked him down. So Kelsey Redman in studio with us here now, and uh, I thank Kelsey for doing that. She went on a on a, 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 a hunt. You were like an FBI agent. So we did, we did Dave. We were able to track Dr. Paul Alexander down and uh, – and get him on. And we'll, uh, with no further ado, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Alexander, I thank you so much for spending some time with us here. I know your schedule is crazy busy. Uh, you were the, you're a health, you have, a, like, I'm going to just try to read some of this, but not all of this health research methodologist, 
evidence-based medicine clinical ephthalmologist, uh, former uh, PAHO and uh, U.S. Health and Human Services evidence evidence consultant. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So way smarter than myself. <laughs> way more degrees than me. Uh, but Paul, let's, uh, if we can start off, let's talk about, you know, what makes you nervous about, uh, let's start with kids. You know, kids are, are the biggest thing to me. You know, I'm 46. I'll be 47 in a few weeks if anybody wants to send me a birthday <laughs> gift. Uh, but, you know, and, and certainly I don't feel like my life's over. I'm not, not you know, not saying I'm 100 years old. But to me, I've got two daughters. And to me, that's the biggest thing I care about every single morning when I wake up. My wife the same way. Uh, you know, Mike, you've got two daughters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look at it and say, uh, using my daughters as an example, both of my daughters have had COVID. So I can't figure out for the life of me why these Democrats are trying to force my daughters into taking a shot. And I got to be honest with you, the more they force me, the more I don't want to do it. And, you know, so kids are you've you have said and I've read some reports that you've said kids are COVID immune. And what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, first of all, thanks very much for having me. And um, uh, yes, I did work prior to WHO PAHO in Washington, D.C. as their COVID uh, consultant for evidence based uh, sensitivity and medicine. And I also worked in the prior administration, health and human services under under President Trump as a COVID pandemic advisor. Now, the issue is that children bring such statistical zero risk to the table in terms of their capacity to acquire the infection in the first place, their ability to spread to other children, um, vanishingly low risk spread to adults, take it home or become severely ill or die from COVID. And that's stable data. That's data we've evidence we've collected for 15 months now across the world and if the cdc or the nih or fda or fauci Wolinsky, francis collins if anyone says differently they're actually misleading the public and deceiving the public and i would say they're lying to the public the data is clear children are, are basically they bump up against this uh, they would ride this out and walk away and um i've recently written an op-ed where I made the argument that we should consider our children globally effectively immune and effectively vaccinated already. And the reason for this is for several reasons. One, if you're already immune in the sense that you've had COVID before and the evidence indicates that once you recover and you clear the virus and you have natural immunity now, um, it's a very dangerous thing to layer a vaccine on top of that. Um, your natural immunity is the best immunity that you can ever have, particularly for this pathogen. And um, it's very broad. It's very comprehensive and robust and durable. And in some instances, lifelong, there are some pathogen that you take vaccines for, that you have immunity for the rest of your life. You don't have to take any other vaccine again. And the fact that we have this vaccine program where you have not even finished some people getting one shot to a second shot and now they want to go to a third shot and in Israel they're talking about a fourth shot <laughs> all all under one year. When you have a vaccine being boosted less than one year, you know that vaccine is failing and it has failed. This vaccine has failed particularly 
towards the Delta. And there's no question about that. So the reality is when I said the children are effectively vaccinated already, I mean that <clears throat> when we look at research, I looked at the evidence uh, to see, well, okay, there's such low rates in children, uh, the ability to become infected and even spread it and even severe illness. So I wanted to know why, because the epidemiology is showing us this, but there must be a reason. So I found uh, when I looked at the molecular and the biological explanations, I found that uh, one, there's evidence from uh, like Patel, etc., who published in JAMA recently that showed that uh, children have um, limited number of ACE2 receptors in their nostrils, in their nasal pharyngeal passage. And that's where the virus usually lands. It lands in your nostrils and your oral cavity. And children have very limited of that virus, of that um, receptor expressed there. Without that re receptor, the virus cannot gain entry into your cells and you can't be infected. So that was one piece to the puzzle. Then when I looked further, we had researchers like Lorsk who told us that uh, children appear to have in their upper respiratory tracts um, almost a sensitized, pre-activated innate immunity that senses the SARS-CoV-2 virus and makes children's innate response, which is the first line response, very nimble and very effective. I also found research by Yang et al. that showed they had collected, um, uh, maybe they were very prescient. They were looking at collecting children's blood even before the virus came around in February, January 2020. And what they found was that in, the, in children's blood, there are B cell antibodies that, exist, that existed already that indicated that children had some contact with, well, this virus wasn't even around then, but a similar version of this virus. So they had contact to prior common colds. We know children have three to four common colds a year. And common colds are coronaviruses. So it gave them additional immunity. And then I also found research by Weisberg and Faber that showed that the T cells in children in, in their blood in, as part of the immune system are so naive and untrained, so unsophisticated, that it leaves children in a very plastic type of situation where their immune system could be trained and schooled up and refined quickly to the SARS-CoV-2. So to me, collectively, collectively, there's a, a pure molecular reason for why children showed us such low infection in the beginning. Because, because I mean, I looked at it as, well, God made it that way or somebody made it that way, but COVID has spared our children mm -hmm. and there had, had to be a reason. And that was my argument. <clears throat> so, Dr. Alexander, this is Mike Hayflick. Um, you, you've just made such a great case that children have a, an extremely low risk of not only receiving this virus and holding on to it, of the virus settling into them, but they also have such a low risk of spreading this can you yes. talk to the idea that those folks that may have had COVID already, natural immunity, can you explain yes. the dangers a little more vividly of, of getting a vaccine and having the natural immunity already? Yeah, I think you called it layering. That was funny. That's the same thing I wrote down, Mike. Because like I, yeah. I worry about that. My daughters have had COVID. Now I'm going to give them the shot. Why should I need to be worried right. about that? Any able-bodied people out there that now have a natural immunity to this. They, they've clearly showed if they haven't died, which is it's highly likely they haven't died from this, they've recovered. So what, what exactly is happening you know, at the cell level 
if you now layer on a, a, a vaccine that's largely unproven. I mean, this isn't the measles, mumps, rubella type of vaccine that's been around for like decades. This is, you know, a year a year ago it was rolled out, <laughs> right? So can you just yes. explain that a little bit more for our listeners? Well, well, the reality about it is, you know, everyone is trying to research this and understand this. But first, if we just look at the evidence first, um, uh, look at Gazette, coming out of Israel, and Israel has given us the best data because they came out of the box first with the Pfizer and they tried to vaccinate the entire population. So if you look, if you have data from Israel, it's a little more complete. And some research was just published, preprint, um, by Gazette et al. And they showed, they looked at a study that they looked at um, people who were COVID naive but double vaccinated versus persons who had COVID and recovered. Mm-hmm. So let's say your daughters versus someone who had COVID and recovered and got one shot. So they had the three perfect groups to look at. And what did they find? They found that the persons who were double vaccinated had a 13-fold increased risk of becoming infected hmm. and going on to become severely ill. So, so it, 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 it was the clearest example that it blew away the issue about the vaccine passports and stuff and the differential between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated to say that that uh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you should go and get your vaccine. When we had this research, we also had a research study coming out recently publishing the Lancet out of um, Ho Chi Minh City in, uh, in Vietnam that looked at some healthcare workers who were double vaccinated, all of them, and they were locked down in their health facility because of a Delta outbreak. And what what was found was very startling. We found that those nurses passed the Delta on to each other completely. So we know that transmission is very high, almost certain, from vaccinated persons. They transmit this virus. But what we found that shocked everyone was that they carried in their oral, oral cavities, nasopharyngeal passage, viral load as 251 times the viral load of uh, um, an earlier strain, etc. So it told us that the vaccinated persons are not only acquiring the infection, they are holding the infection, they are replicating at a vicious level, and they are transmitting it so much so that it's not really a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is really a pandemic of the vaccinated. So it's not the and children that are passing it on. It's the vaccinated people that are passing it on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we, we are arguing it tend to be the older persons who are vaccinated because they are the ones who have had a higher vaccination rate. But your question specifically uh, in terms of someone who is already vaccinated and you take who's already recovered and you take a vaccination. But what the science is showing us is that it, at, a, at a cellular level, when you make antibodies, the antibodies to the vaccine is are very narrow. It's a very immature and narrow um, basic immune library that's produced because your immune system is just producing antibodies to the spike. And the, and the few binding sites on the spike. We call those epitopes, but anyway. Um, versus if your daughters who are naturally immune because they recovered from COVID, uh, they're approximately about 1,500 
binding sites on the complete virus, the complete viral ball with the spike. So it's the outer coating of the virus that we're interested in. And your immune system will look at the entire viral ball and also the interior of the virus, the nucleocapsid, the enzymes, etc., and build immune uh, responses to each aspect, each bump, each crack, each crevice, mm -hmm. each protein on that virus. So, of course, those who have said that vaccine immunity is more important, like the CDC, etc., and even the Surgeon General, it was a complete um, rewriting of Immunology 101, hmm. and it actually was meant to deceive the nation because there's no vaccine, in particular these suboptimal vaccines, because they are failing. These cannot outcome, uh, these cannot supplant natural immunity, which is broad and, and complete. Look, we have evidence of people from 1918 who had the Spanish flu, hmm. and in about 2010, researchers looked at their blood. And they found that the, the immune response that they had in their blood near 100 years Crazy. after was still, <laughs> still reactive. There. That's nuts. Still, hey, but, hey, Dr. Paul, hold that thought. Will you stick with us for a while, buddy? Sure. All right, Dr. Paul Alexander, Mike Lomas, Mike Haflikin for Glenn Wiggle. This is one you don't want to miss, folks. This is so important, and I'm going to try to keep him as long as I possibly can to pick his brain because I really believe this is one of the most important interviews we've ever done. Uh, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we do manage money for a living. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dr. Paul Alexander. Do not turn a dial. Keep us COVID. And uh, specifically right now, the, the shot and uh, whether to get it and some of the concerns out there. I'm telling you, folks, if you just tuned in to the financial guys, if you're listening to anything, and if you missed the last segment, go to uh, the, the, is it the radio.com app, Kelsey? Where would they, where would they, Odyssey. Odyssey? Okay, go to Odyssey and make sure you listen to this entire interview. It's so important. Like us on Facebook, by the way, and follow us on Twitter, because we're going to cut this interview up and make sure we get it out there to the public. Hopefully, uh, Facebook and some of the uh, the communist outlets out there allow us to continue to have it on. Uh, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS. We do manage money. If you think like us, that is so important. We get to work with people Monday through Friday that think like us, and we love that. A Rochester office, Batavia office, Williamsville, New York, and down in South Florida. Again, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget about our home and auto division. We can shop over 25 companies to save you money. And Medicare, tis the season, and we have AHIP certified independent reps. It's a complimentary consultation in the Rochester office, Batavia office, and right here in Williamsville, New York. Yeah, Dr. Alexander, so right before the break, you, you started to explain, and, and it's super fascinating for someone like me, um, I think a lot of our audience, it's super fascinating to hear exactly how the body will attack the virus. And you're going on to the idea that with natural immunity, your own body will attack the virus in a more broad, a more like a fuller way than just simply a vaccine. It sounds like the vaccine will just take care of the spike of your, your virus, but that's all it'll do. So natural immunity by far seems like, and the evidence is showing, by far it's the best way to proceed uh, you know, along in life is to have natural immunity to this virus. Can you go on, uh, uh, just to, to tie that up though, the idea of layering on a vaccine on top of your natural immune you know, antibodies, can you just wrap that point up? Yes, thanks for having me back. And um, so as an academic scientist, 
I want to clarify this point because it's very important and I want to get to some discussion on early treatment because my argument from the world, from out of the box, even in the past administration was that the vaccines were never needed. We did not need to bring these vaccines. We could have dealt with this and closed this emergency out way, way past mm-hmm. in the past. And uh, this is a, to me, this has become near kind of a disaster. But anyway, the reality is this, that the natural immunity is so uh, robust and so complete that it's very difficult with natural immunity. It's almost one undone. Put it this way. If your daughter has had COVID exposed to prior uh, strains, variants, etc., their immunity is so complete that any further variants that come their way their immune system will be able to deal with it effectively. And um, with the vaccine immunity, the vaccine immunity is very specific to the spike and the receptor binding domains on the spike. And that's a hot spot uh, in the the virus itself. And that's where the mutations take place. So if you take vaccine, you are building an immune library only to that spike. That's what the vaccine is asking your cells to do, you know, the lipid nanoparticles, the messenger RNA and all that drama. It's to just that spike. Now, if the entire virus is coming at you again in the wild and the spike has mutated as the Delta has, then your immune response cannot uh, deal with it. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the vaccine is missing. Right now, the vaccine misses this, the Delta completely. Mm. You're seeing that in Israeli data. You're seeing that in UK data and even in the United States. So, so the reality about it is what we found is that the, the antibodies from the vaccine, they outcompete the response, your natural immune response, mm-hmm. because the natural immunity is so broad and specific. They are not specific only to the spike. And this outcompetition uh, if you have natural immunity in the same environment as vaccine immunity, what we are finding and the preliminary evidence is that the vaccine antibodies outcompete the natural immunity response to the the new uh, the new variant, and that's a problem. And that's what we are saying. Why would you, if you have an effective already, near hundred percent complete immune response because you were naturally exposed? and you recovered and you cleared, you're immune, you're effectively immune for life now from this particular virus. Why would you then go and take a vaccine that would outcompete your existing already rich, powerful immunity and cause you problems? And there are a host of other issues. We have the issues of antibody-dependent enhancement when you take the vaccine and, and remember, all of these messenger RNA vaccines were tried in 2010, 2011, 2012, as they were trying to bring these forward post-SARS 2003, SARS-1. And all of the experiments that they did in the animals, the mice and the ferrets, etc., when they introduced these vaccines, these same vaccines to the animals, the animals produced an, a nice antibody response and the tighter levels were high and everybody was happy. But when they released the animals into the wild, into the normal environment, the animals got a lot of lung inflammation and liver toxicity and the animals died. 
<laughs> and because of that, these studies didn't go forward to humans because we realized that we had a serious problem trying to normalize these vaccines, these mRNA vaccines in human beings. But we've done it now. And the problem is that these vaccine developers have not done the proper safety trial, this proper safety portion of the trial, mm -hmm. because a vaccine takes about seven to 10 to 12 to even 15 years to come to market and to bring to your arms. And now we did this in three to four months. And how could you circumvent 15 years and put it into three months and tell me that you have assessed the risks of safety? You have not. And anytime you hear the CDC and the NIH people, Francis Collins or Walensky, Rochelle Walensky, CDC or Fauci state that these vaccines are safe and effective, they are actually violating a core rule. It's a legal violation of a rule in the FDA that once a vaccine is under investigational status or experimental, which these are, you cannot, as a public health official, you cannot, you must not, and you are forbidden from stating exactly that it is safe and effective hmm. because it is still investigational, which this is. So they know when they say this in the media, they are deceiving the media and they are actually in violation of the FDA's actual codes. This is a fact. Wow. And um, so the reality about it, too, is that if someone has, look, here's the key. The key is, I, you can't tell someone who's properly informed of something that they can't make a decision to have it or not have it. And that is part, this discussion can't take place without bringing the other elephant in the room, which is that right. no one in this entire world, I argue today, has been properly informed and gave proper informed consent. I argue you bring anyone who said they got a shot because you can't tell me Someone pulling up into a vaccine parkway and a parking lot and someone walking up to you and say, hey, roll up your sleeve. Time for the job. Sign this form. Yeah, That's right. not informed consent. Right. Informed consent, you, you have to be explained by a, someone with a health background who understands your risk profile. So that's ideally your clinician, etc. You need to be explained the risks and the benefits relative to your risk background and you need to be informed fully before you take these shots no one is being informed and that is another issue i think we're going to visit that when all of this is done there have been clear violations of the nuremberg code yeah. which was set up post world war ii for this particular matter doctor where doctor medical Paul. ethics and stuff are contravened you must not and you cannot administer a drug or a vaccine to people who are not fully informed. Yeah. And no one is being fully informed right you're, now. And it's a catastrophe. You're spot on and with that. Children doc. can't be fully informed. So how we, could we even think about this? But more importantly, children bring no risk to the table. We've discussed this. Near zero risk. You, you must never say zero, but near zero risk. Statistical zero. So this vaccine offers no opportunity. Zero for benefit. None just the opportunity for harms. So why would a parent today make the decision to vaccinate their child? Dr. Fauci, Dr. Walensky, Dr. Francis Collins, no one has made the argument or prosecuted the case yet as to why my child must get a vaccine that offers them no benefit and they're at such low risk 
for being infected and for even becoming severely ill from this. So to me, it's a non-starter. And more importantly, sir, the issue of liability is key. That's the other elephant in this room no one is talking hey, about. Hey, doc, yeah, Dr. Paul, hold on to that. Could you Would you stick with us, buddy? Is that a, you got sure. more time? I so, so appreciate it. Dr. Paul Alexander with us. And by the way, he has educated us in the last two segments way more than a Kathy Hochul or a Fauci or anybody. Right. I mean, these are actual, like the studies, he's study after study after study, right? I want to talk more about him. We'll talk more about liability. And uh, please stick with us, folks. This is so, so important. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Mike Havlick in studio. Um, Mike in for uh, Glenn Wiggle. He'll be back next week. Uh, this to me is is mind-blowing, but it's a lot of stuff that we assumed was right, but now we have a doctor sort of, uh, not sort of, uh, telling us, yes, like, look at, I would be concerned. I've been concerned. I can't figure out why the mainstream media is so pushing to have somebody like my two daughters to get vaccinated when they've already, we've just forgot about herd immunity. And that really scares me, by the way. It, that, that just, well. like, defies any bit of common sense it just screams that there's obviously a different agenda yes being followed right now it's yes. not about people's safety and long-term health it's nope. not that at all it's about power it's about following the money yep. and it's about doing whatever they can do to stay in power and control us yep. 833 fin guys we do manage money for a living but this is so important we needed to have them on we're going to continue with dr paul alexander do not turn the dial financial guys radio network Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. It's time to talk money. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. The Financial Guys Radio Show. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh. Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick in studio with us, and uh, really more of a co-host now. You at least <laughs> once a month uh, take over the show, so and we are very, very thankful for that. After 20 years of doing radio, it is nice to have a weekend <laughs> off. Although, I end up getting suckered in the show. I'm out to my, you know, Amy, we're brother-in-law, so Amy <laughs> yep, will say, yep. what are you doing? You're listening to the show. You might as well just go in. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's hosting. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so, by the way, we do manage money for a living. If you need us throughout the week, folks, use us as a resource. Offices, Rochester, Batavia. For those of you out in Batavia, we love you out there. Uh, Williamsville, New York, and down in South Florida. So for those of you who have uh, escaped from the communist regime up here and uh, are allowed to live freely, uh, we still have your back down there. We go back and forth as much as we can. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need our help in any way, shape, or form. Don't forget about our Medicare department. Tis the season for that, and it is going to get busy. If you are in Rochester, Batavia, Williamsville, we have independent certified AHIP reps that can help you. It's a complimentary consultation. Their schedules fill up fast, but get on it. Get 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't miss the opportunity to make sure your Medicare is in the right spot. And Home and Auto, give them 14 minutes. Let them shop over 25 companies <clears> to save you money. Not to mention, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, find the podcast. I know yours uh, this week was Emmy's Exception. Mm. 
Yeah, you and Glenn. I oh think, yeah. Did oh, your, your, how about that? Huh? <laughs> uh, you gotta love that. All these, all these folks at the Emmys, all these actors that are gonna lecture me on wearing a face diaper, and not one of them with a face diaper on. No, no. not one of them. And they've one. all partied before, partied after. What about the mayor? You sent me the mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. What a dirtbag! Just the hypocrisy. A dirtbag. There's no other way to say it. I've been, I've had people, by the way. So you can't call people dirtbags. What do I want? What, what should I call her when she has her health department in the city of San Francisco yep. going in and shutting down businesses like restaurants, and then we find her out with her mates and her buddies like Mick Marky yeah. Mark here right. partying it up and then what did she say? She, she said, said uh, well because uh, there was some some good music being played oh. and, and she said I don't know about you but if you've never heard them you are filled with the spirit when you hear them and so mm. I'm allowed to stand up and, and, and I'm party not it up. essentially not going to spread COVID because I'm filled with the musical spirit of the performers, yeah, and and essentially it's because they're sophisticated, mm. they're elites. Oh yeah, they're right. Just so like much. AOC in her tax the rich dress, thirty five thousand yeah. dollars a plate. <laughs> oh good, she's for her. saying tax the rich. Right, you're you were <laughs> invited to this. I think it was her and another a guy. So oh, seventy sure. grand, right. to go to this, and you're saying tax the rich. Okay, right. that's got to be. I mean, what is what what kind of a mental midget says? Hey, these people are supporting the poor, and they're out of the seventy thousand dollars. Just the fact that they charge thirty five thousand dollars for a ticket. Right. If I was a liberal, quote, Democrat, I would say, that's ridiculous. You're not helping me with that. If it yeah. was $50 a ticket, I could say, okay, look, we got to raise some money, but that is just... They just keep voting these people in, though. Yeah, yeah just... so TFG Truth episode two, Mike Sparaz and I, we, we cover a lot of the the idiots, the idi- idiocy out there these days. So, uh, you know, find those wherever you can find your podcasts. Yep, uh, perfect. And our website, by the way, has all of it, thefinancialguys.com. All right, uh, we're going to go back. Dr. Paul Alexander and Dr. Dr. Paul Alexander has been with us now for a few segments here, and I'm so thankful to have him on board telling us uh, uh, some of the truth about COVID. Um, Before the break, you talked about liability. Could you expand on that a little bit, doctor? Sure. So, look, as I tried to explain earlier, I'm functioning here as an academic scientist, and the truth of the matter is that I, I have been arguing constantly that I think President Trump was misled greatly. I think he was deceived by the scientific experts around him regarding bringing this vaccine. This should have never, ever happened. And in terms of liability, look, I can't tell someone, you can't, anyone can't, who's well-informed. So if you have, a, let's say, an elderly person who you explain the benefits versus the risks, the doctor had this discussion with them, so they are now well-informed, and they still decide to take this vaccine then uh, all power to that person. That person is, we live in a free society mm-hmm. and you can do, you know, you make your informed decisions, but the decision must be informed. And, and these have not been, we have violated that, that critical aspect of this rollout where people have not been informed. Anyway, so this ties to liability. The reality is that um, the vaccine developers and all of the agencies in the government and all of the players involved uh, were given liability protection uh, in terms of these vaccines and any repercussions from them. So my argument, and we have written an op-ed on this, is that um, uh, there's no trust if liability protection remains on the table. So I'm saying openly, and I'm, I would challenge Dr. Fauci at the NIAID, Dr. Walensky at head of CDC, Dr. Francis Collins at, at NIH, that if you are so confident in these vaccines that they work, if you are so confident that they're safe, because you keep saying that, I argue illegally, you're violating FDA's uh, tenet, I believe it's section Mm -hmm. 21. 
if you keep saying that, then you must bring liability protection and put it on the table and you must remove it. You must stand up and say, okay, we are so confident that we are going to take liability protection off the table and we are going to incur risk, just like the recipient of the vaccine. Because right now, only the recipient of the vaccine has risk. So, so much so that if anything happens to you who take the vaccine, you have no recourse on the FDA, on the vaccine developers, Pfizer, Moderna, et cetera. And this is absolutely wrong. This should not have happened in the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, this is what I'm arguing, that this is what I mean by the liability. Uh, I've, said, off the table. I've said the same thing about, look, at if your employer is forcing you to get that vaccination and you did it and you got sick, I'd sue them. I'd sue them. Look, at I'd say, and we've had case after case, doctor, of clients that have taken the vaccination, the second shot, or even the first shot, and have gotten really, really sick. We had one uh, a client's son whose head swelled up. I mean, that can't be normal. That, can't, I've, yeah. I've had flu shots in the past. I've never had my head swell up. Yes. Yeah, that scares yes. me. Let, let me so, ask you this. You've been in front of the CDC, WHO, uh, FDA. Why are they not listening? Why? I mean, what, what could be... A, a re- the reasoning behind that? Well, I mean, uh, many persons like myself, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Reich, um, Dr. Bhattacharya, even Scott Atlas from the administration, a lot of people have been pilloried and smeared and slandered by the media and um, just for speaking out and trying to inform the public. And that's what we are. We're prognosticators. We are, we are providing, we're trying to provide the science to get people to think and to be properly informed because they're not. You're only getting one side of the narrative constantly. And that side of the narrative is even incorrect and inaccurate. So people are actually being misled. And I think, to be quite honest with you, as time has gone by, you know, people have all these different theories of what's happening. But I think it has a lot to do with money too, and uh, big money and power. And um, I'll give you an example. The NIH funds a lot of the academic institutions in the United States, all of the university hospitals, and as a consequence, all of the the researchers in them, some of the clinicians, many clinicians also have little labs on the side where they're doing their own independent research. So they are academic researchers, etc. And when the research is coming from the top of the NIH, which is the NIAID also, and you go against the narrative, you will not be funded. And I have many, many, many colleagues who work at the CDC at high levels at the NIH and at different universities across America and in Canada who have told me that, Paul, what you guys are saying, you know, we, 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 we applaud you, we stand behind you, but we cannot <laughs> say anything because we are scared to lose our grant funding. Mm-hmm. We, our positions would be, would be threatened, we'd be fired. And there are right now many doctors in America who have been brought up in front of the different boards for their licenses being threatened. Some have been suspended in Canada um, because they pushed uh, early, early treatment. They questioned the, the, um, the efficacy and the safety of the vaccine, particularly for children. So they, the, this, the, the boards and stuff are going after them, threatening their livelihood. So they are pummeled into silence. And, 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 and it takes a very brave person to be, to, be, to be willing to stand up and say, you know, you know what, I think I have to inform. I think I have to share the information in as unbiased way as possible. And um, some of us are trying. It's very, very vicious because you get attacked and stuff. But, oh, yeah. But, you, 
but yeah, but the reality is you have to share the information because you want people to understand what they what is presently on tap. So if and the NIH doesn't only fund universities and research, it funds other funding agencies. So I've been told by some that, you know, I even went to the other funding agency when NIH rejected my grant because I was raising some hell. And the other funding agency told me, they rejected me and I was told on the inside that it's because they were told if these, this group comes to you, deny the funding. So it's a very incestuous, very terrible situation right now that there's silence and there's, the silence is not because people agree with what is happening. The silence is because they fear loss of their careers, their job, they fear to, they're going to be smeared in the media, etc. So it's a devastating situation that, that we have faced. But, it, it's, but, a, but, it's a freight train. It's like a freight train of communism that nobody yes. can stop. And I, I'd, really, I'd really wonder, in your opinion, what can stop this? Hold, hold that thought. Would you stick with us for another segment, buddy? Sure. All right. Thank you so much. Dr. Paul Alexander with us, and we're going to talk more on the other side. This is so important to me. I'm going to keep him as long as we possibly can. Maybe one more segment here. Uh, Mike Lomas, Club Wiggle Financial Guys. Mike Haflick in studio with us, co-host, and uh, the place where money meets politics. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need us. We'll be back with Dr. Paul Alexander. Don't turn the dial. Mike Haflick in studio with us and a place where money meets politics. And we've been spending most of the time here with Dr. Paul Alexander. I don't think uh, Dr. Alexander knew he was going to stick this long, but we just didn't let him go. So uh, I think this is so, so, so important. I and mean, we've done a bunch of shows over the last 12, uh, 24 months with uh, Dr. Erickson, who was a right. guest on Fox News about, you know, really the truth on COVID. And the mainstream media to me has just been absolutely disgusting. I, I talked about an article, I grabbed it from one of the local radio radio stations or TV stations mm-hmm. the other day or the other week mm-hmm. about oh, the, the hospitals in Rochester are overwhelmed. Oh, by the way, kids have COVID. And I, when you really read the article, wait a minute, the, the, the one, they're not the same. No. And then, and then I called some of my contacts out in Rochester. I said, is your hospital overwhelmed with kids with COVID? I said, no, we don't have any kids in here with COVID. Really? Yeah. Well, what a dirtbag thing to write that. It's so dishonest now. And that, that's something that Disgusting. we all used to agree that anything we would hear in the news was based on honesty, like based on reporting. Now it's completely the opposite. And I think that's where we left the, the last segment, Doctor. You know, this has really become literally a freight train speeding at us, ready to just knock us off the tracks. What can we do to stop this? You, you, you have facts. You have colleagues who know the facts. I mean, you're a PhD, a clinical epidemiologist. You have colleagues that, that have studied their entire lives to know these things. What can we do to get in the way of this? Because clearly, getting vaccines is not best for everybody. Um, you know, we saw from the beginning, you know, the first response was, oh my gosh, what is this thing? And that made sense. Two weeks, everybody just like hunker down. But ever since then, we've seen better and better treatment for all the different age groups, for all the people with underlying conditions. I mean, first, they, I guess... They don't even want to talk about the they treatments. They don't even want to talk about fact, it anymore. The treatments that seem to be working, doctor, in Florida, Biden's defunding. They mock it. They mock it and say, don't, don't listen to that. And is it just because it's certain medications, certain companies that are sponsoring certain vaccines that they want to continue to promote? Again, it's about the money. Is that the case? Well, I mean, the reality about it is under the FDA's own rules... Um, and again, I'm speaking as an academic scientist here, under the FDA's own rules, um, they issued, this to me, when I look back now, 
all of this was really about getting vaccines into people's arms. From the lockdowns to the mass to the to the school closures to it was just about fear and driving people to the point where, okay, okay, give me the vaccine, I'll take it, just so I could get my life back to normal. And right. your life mm-hmm. will not go back to normal. But the reality is for for you see, FDA could not give a full regulatory approval of these injections because the requisite data that they needed for effectiveness, efficacy, and safety was not on deck. They mm-hmm. didn't have that. They needed more. Mm-hmm. I believe they need at least two years of regulatory data, and they never had that. Mm-hmm. So they could only issue an emergency use authorization. And under the rules, emergency use authorization demands two things. One, this must be an emergency decided so that this is such an emergency that we need this. And two, there are no other available alternatives that could deal with this. But both of these were, to me, grossly misleading mm-hmm. from the beginning. From the beginning, it was it was dis- it was very deceitful and disingenuous. Well, and they've been even lying hard. about the deaths. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just told people look at excess deaths. If seven hundred thousand people died of COVID, we would have seven hundred thousand excess deaths, right? But we don't. We don't have any excess deaths. So there's yeah. a lie right there, and we've seen it. We, I've seen it with the death certificates that clients that have passed away that that had cancer. And I look at the death certificate and it says COVID. Like they didn't die of COVID. They had a cancer. It was through her whole body. Yes. Well, yeah, and it's part of the six main lies that doomed us from the beginning. Basically, there were about five or six. And this was one of them, that this was an emergency. This was not the type of emergency to have done what we did in terms of the lockdowns and the upheaval of society. But more importantly, they were available early treatments. They were actual bona fide drugs on tap that existed, that were cost effective, that they were available, that they were safe. And uh, they were showing that they dramatically reduced the risk of hospitalization and death by about 80 to 85 percent once you introduce them in the initial two-week window. Mm -hmm. Just as symptoms develop in a high-risk person, they work very effectively. So for them to have gotten the approval for the vaccine, the, 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 the powers that be had to denigrate and make... Um, existing treatments non-existent even though they existed so they had to berate them and make them questionable and make it such that the FDA had in front of them um, an argument that these weren't effective when they were and because of that the FDA made a decision to issue could they want they had grounds then to issue the EAU but the EAU on it, it on its face uh, should not have been administered because we had effective treatments and that's the argument. Look, there were many lies that doomed us and hobbled us and have us in the situation that we're in. One of them was right out of the gate that we were all at equal risk mm-hmm. of severe outcome if infected. And that was told to us in March by the U.S. task force and that pretty much drove the world along that route. We were not at equal risk because a 15-year-old who's at the prime of their life, can't be at the same risk as an 85-year-old with two underlying conditions. But that lie was drilled into the head of the public to have us still today giddy and confused. That lie combined with the lie about asymptomatic spread and about recurrent infections, those things are very rare, if at all. And I cannot find one example of one case where a recurrent infection bona fide happened. Just does not happen. But those were meant to deceive 
and confuse and guide this response in the way that it has happened. And create disagreement. I mean, they've created disagreement, which then creates division, which then puts one side against the other. So now it's the vaccinated versus the non-vaccinated. Or in our country, it's the, the liberals who, who used to say, my body, my choice, saying, no, your body, our choice. We want to stay in power. You'll do what we want. And by the way, you might not get to go to football games, hockey games. You might not be able to go to school anymore. Yeah. I mean, what, that's essentially what's, what they've what's done. The ne- what's the next one, doctor? Oh, you don't have three shots. You don't have four shots. Well, it never you ends. If, you don't if, have if 12 it shots. like this, it yeah. just, there's never really an end to it. Then. Yeah. Well, well, it is set up that way right now because Israel now is pushing for the fourth shot. And if you look <laughs> at what's happening, they, they probably want to get boosters going every six months. Because look, the reality is these vaccines have failed. And mm-hmm. the Delta has demonstrated that. And we have the studies and the data to show that the antibody response to the vaccines wane after four to six months. Mm-hmm. So you the vaccine will be ineffective to you, your, your immune response in four to six months. And that's how they're going to sell what we need to do. That's what they're talking about right now in the United States. And you should know, um, in that recent FDA ruling where boosters were rejected in persons 65 and below, I was one of the scientists that made a presentation to the FDA as to why those boosters were not warranted in, uh, in the population. And, uh, but we don't think that it's, it's done there. Uh, they're going to find a way to end wrong and come around that. So this is, this is a huge battle. But the battle that we have at hand today is... Not these vaccines are contraindicated for children. There is no benefit for them, and there's only the potential for harm. And, and a parent should not set their child up with a vaccine that uh, a child has a near zero risk. Well, and, and what they, they 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 they've tried. They're trying to create this this system where it's now up to them to help you and save you, not up to your natural immune system. They're, they're basically harming your natural immunity well, to these things. Well, well, let me let me ask you this thing, and I'll ask the public something. Two things I will ask, then I'll respond to what you just said. I'll use measles as an example, but I'll say this. The, the, the median age of death thus far continues to be since February, March 2020. Today, it's still around 83 years old with underlying medical conditions. Your average life expectancy is about 79 to 80 about. So this vaccine doesn't, this, this, this virus doesn't cut your life short. You actually live longer. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm trying to say, yes. then mm-hmm. your average life. So, so that's one argument to show people that, well, well, hold on. Why did we do this then? Why did we destroy businesses? Why? Look, listen, any administration whilst I was there, we were getting reports, and, and you could see how President Trump then was fighting so hard to open his society and get schools open. He was fighting the blue states. He was fighting people. He was fighting his own task force because they were fighting against him to keep it closed. Mm-hmm. But he was getting reports where business owners across America were committing suicide. Yes. We had reports coming up from the states that that employees who were laid off were killing themselves. The numbers the reports. numbers are up for children as well, right? Drug overdoses yes, went up. Yes. We we had reports of children self-harming three, four hundred percent and killing themselves. We had actual <sighs> reporting of children killing themselves, not due to the virus, but due to the lockdowns and the school closures. Yeah. Look, we even had parents we even had indications and reports of parents turning up at the at the emergency rooms across America often with their child in their arms, their little child, 
unresponsive and, and they're admitting to the emergency room that, look, we, we think we may have harmed the child because we, 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 we abused the child because, and, and because they were angry, they laid off. Hey, hey doctor, doctor, I'm going to, I'm going to put you a hold for one second. We'll bring you back on for, for another minute or two. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Thanks for sticking with the break. I just want to give you the final thoughts. I so appreciate you spending time with us. And I think this is so ridiculously important. That's why we're committing most of the show to this, right? Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Hayflick in studio, financial guys. We do manage money for a living. If you think like us, 833-FIN-GUYS. We get to work with people that think like us. That's what we want. It is awesome. Real quick break. We'll be back here on uh, Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, Mike Hayflick in studio with us, uh, certified Social Security claiming strategist. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. Not really talking any money today. We're uh, fortunate enough to have Dr. Paul Alexander on. I think this is one of the most important interviews I think I've ever done. And I uh, really, if you missed any of this, uh, make sure you go to uh, w, you can go to WBN's website and mm-hmm. uh, and grab it from there, uh, and uh, we'll uh, make sure our website uh, has this interview in its entirety. Uh, whether you like like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and thefinancialguys.com. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, we're just going to give you a final thoughts here. We've kept you way longer than I told you. I, I, I'm not even sure. No. I think you were expecting a, a segment or two, and we've basically re, uh, uh, abducted you for mo- the majority <laughs> no. of the show. But I wanted to give you your final thoughts on this. One no. of the things I did want to ask you real quick is, wh- why didn't Trump, you know, he had Dr. Fauci on with him every day, and I just couldn't understand that. I mean, literally, not this March, but the March before. I'm like, why in the world does he not have people like you next to Fauci? Why does he not have, we had Dr. Eric on. We had front 300 frontline COVID doctors showed up in Washington, and they just ignored him. He did too. I I thought it was the communication department stunk. Well, well, the reality about it is that um, I, I think when you look back at it now, you could you could, you view everything in the in the, in the lens of of politics, and there was a lot of politics at play. And uh, President Trump, I think, did a lot of great things. And um, I think he was greatly deceived, deceived by members on that task force. Not all, mm-hmm. but members on that task force worked against him. And um, I think he was not a scientist, and he trusted. He's a good guy. And he trusted, and they deceived him. They deceived him in many different ways. And I thought he should have fired off the Fauci day one. Mm-hmm. That's my view. I yeah. say it well, here. And I, by, by the way, look, looking backwards, I can tell you that I said that after the first week he opened his mouth. Uh, uh, literally, this is not this March, yeah. the March before. I'm like, well, this guy's got to yes. go. Yes. This he, guy he's been part of the swamp. He's been part yeah. of the problem for the last 40 years. Well, 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 well I wouldn't comment on you because I, I, I didn't know him prior to now. And I'm not going to compare, uh, talk about the arc of somebody's life. That, uh, but, but I'll say this. On, on, on the part that I was connected in the 19 months ago when I went there, um, on everything COVID, he was flat wrong. And on everything, I, I can't find one thing that he has made any sense scientifically and matches the scientific data on issues around natural immunity, on issues around um, the vaccinations, on on, on on issues. And I don't even pretend to be uh, a bench scientist or a virologist, but I think I understand enough. Look, let me ask the public a question. When you're a young child or you were young and you were a child and you had measles 
and you got your bout of measles and um, you cleared it, you got over it, you had your rash, little scratchy, itchy, you did your calamine lotion, whatever. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you were done with that, your parents sent you back to school and you were in school. Even when there was a next outbreak, they didn't keep you home. Right. Why? If you went to the doctor and you told the doctor, Susie had measles and recovered about two months ago. He would look at it. The scabs might still, they might still have some little marks. If you told the doctor, doctor, I want a vaccination now for measles. He would tell you she doesn't need to be vaccinated. She's immune for life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's common understanding. Mm-hmm. When you get these viruses and you clear it successfully, it's one and done. Same here. Same with this situation. Mm-hmm. So even on the CDC's website, if you go and check, you would see if you had chicken pox, the CDC tells you if you had chicken pox and recovered, you don't need a vaccine. The CDC tells you if you had measles, mumps, rubella, you do not need a vaccine if you recovered. They have said that, but it's not being done the same for COVID. You need to ask Director Walensky why. She will not be able to answer, but mm. you need to ask her. Yeah. So I want to end with a few points. The early treatment was critical. And that was a lie that was told to the public and the world that we had no treatment. We had effective treatments. We argued, we've modeled it, Dr. Zelenko, Dr. McCullough, myself, that had we given the public access to early treatment from the word go, we'd have saved, of the 650,000 Americans that have died, we'd probably saved about 560,000. And it's a shocking thing when we see what was done to deny. So I want to end by saying, how do we, what do we do next? How do we close this off? We've been making this argument from day one, and we say it's still today, September 2021. It's a four-step approach. One, you safeguard the elderly in the nursing homes and your assisted livings for the first time properly. We have failed to do that as a society, even in America. And, and our old-age homes became killing fields. We need to stop the staff from entering these homes. They're infecting the old people and killing them. That is number one. Properly, strongly, double, triple long protection of our elderly, even in your own personal private homes. Number two, while you're protecting the elderly, you make sure early treatment and a protocol is available in all those old age homes. So if they become infected, you can begin treatment immediately. Once someone touches the emergency room door, their risk of death increases 40%. You don't want an elderly person or high-risk person entering the hospital because of COVID. There's a strong likelihood they will die. They will be ventilated and die. Number three, whilst doing that, this is third part of this program, you public service to the public, the necessity for vitamin D supplementation. Your T-cell immunity does not work if you are deficient in vitamin D. We have the science to back this up. Part of that is your public service to to the public. Get your health in order. Engage in a more healthier lifestyle and drop 15 to 20 pounds. Absolutely critical. Obesity has emerged as a super-loaded risk factor behind age. In fact, obesity will give way, COVID gives way to age for obesity. If you show me a 20-year-old person who's 400 pounds and they get infected with COVID, they will likely die. Obesity is a potent risk factor, and we found scientifically that the adipose tissue, the fat cells, accumulates and expresses the ACE2 receptor higher than other cells in the body. So that was the medical biological reason. Hmm. And the fourth part of this, this approach is this. You allow the rest of society free 
to become free. You throw away these inept, nonsensical, ineffective masks, especially for children, and you let people live free, unfettered lives. Let them go about their lives as normal. No lockdowns. Lockdowns all failed. We looked at the science. No school closures. They all failed. No university closures. Nothing. You allow the society to function. You lock down granny. You make sure she has early treatment. You public service vitamin D and body weight control. And you let everybody else, that's 99.5% of your society, to live free lives. And we will defeat per- this thing, even for the Delta. Perfect. Awesome. Dr. Paul Alexander, I can't thank you enough for thank spending you. time with us, sir. And uh, God bless and keep the fight up, okay? Take care. Awesome. All right. Dr. Paul Alexander with us and uh, probably one of the most important interviews we've ever done on the Financial Guys Radio Network. Just tuning in, you got Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle off, uh, Mike Haflick in studio. And uh, we're, we're going to, I'm looking at uh, our producer here. We're going to call, uh, we've got Jazz Miles on, right? He's uh, going to be a, a potential mm-hmm. uh, mayor, or he is a, a mayoral candidate for the city of Buffalo uh, going up against the self proclaimed socialist. And uh, socialist and socialist light, I think we call it, right? Um, it just- yeah, I think I think just uh, as we're waiting for jazz, um, I mean, you just heard a mountain load of evidence and facts that dispute everything we're hearing yeah. out of Washington. Everything that we hear, we, we, actually, we don't hear anything about natural immunity. No, none of it. So, of it. And, so, and all the stuff he talked about, by the way, I want you to think about like Kathy Hochul, right? Fauci. You didn't hear yeah. any of this stuff, right? And anybody with common sense to just disregard natural immunity just, just doesn't make yeah. sense to anybody. Well, they're, they're, they're essentially trying to replace our natural immunity system. Right, right. They're, they're saying, no, 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 you can't do that anymore. We're not going to let yeah. your bodies save you. <laughs> We're going to save you. And you're going to have to get booster after booster after booster because right. they're basically circumventing the natural immunity process. That's right. That's right. Absolutely really, really scary. Insane. All right. Uh, if you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. We do manage money for a living. Uh, is Medicare season. We have independent Medicare experts in every one of our offices, Batavia, Rochester, and here in Williamsville, New York. And uh, don't forget about Home and Auto. Over 25 companies to save you money. On our live line right now, Jazz Miles. Jazz, how are you, sir? Hey, how's everything going? Good. Jazz, you and I have had the opportunity to meet a few times, and I thank you so much for calling in. Uh, You are a mayoral candidate for the city of Buffalo, right? Yes, I'm asking the city to use their pen to write jazz miles in. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Tell us uh, real quickly about your agenda here, your your goals and objectives and what uh, what you're looking to try to accomplish. Well, overall, beyond everything else, so beyond Byron Brown has let Buffalo down, and uh, we are on the top 10 most dangerous city list multiple times throughout his 16-year tenure as mayor. Okay. And it affects basically everything that happens in the city of Buffalo. It's hard to attract uh, great businesses that come to the city. We need a grocery store somewhere down in the Spring Street area. It raises the prices of insurance for your homeowners and everything else. It's just a, not the best quality of life that we could possibly have with Byron Brown as mayor. Yeah, he's been there a long time, and it's amazing to me. We're not talking about you know uh, uh, shootings up, school districts a miserable failure. Uh, now we're worried that socialist uh, India Walton is going to win, but socialist light, I guess, was okay. Okay, so when I said Byron Brown has let Buffalo down, well, electing socialism will not turn Buffalo around. No, that's for sure. Okay. So, and under that, we're going to have less police enforcement, they're going to be uh, defunded. That's not going to work, you know. So under miles from mayor, the Buffalo Police Department will be fully funded and functional. 
Miles, get, give, a, give a website out for yourself. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to bring you back after the break, okay? But throw your website out there or, or some of your contact information if people want to start to help. So actually right now it's on my Facebook page. It's a hashtag Miles for Mayor. And I'll have the phone number and everything for you when we come back on the other side. Awesome. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more with uh, uh, Jazz, and we'll talk more about the city of Buffalo. And uh, it's Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. We'll be back. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Mike Hayflick in studio, the place where money meets politics. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need us throughout the week. And uh, we didn't get to any of the phone lines today. I promise we'll open them up next week. I thought that interview with Dr. Paul Alexander was just way, way too important. And another important thing is the mayoral race for the city of Buffalo. Self-proclaimed socialist India Walton in the race. And, uh, of course, Byron Brown and uh, Jazz Miles uh, joining us. And, Jazz, just give us your quick, uh, you know, your three-point pitch on why you. Okay, so basically, it's a party over principle situation with the Democrats. They play politics with the lives of the people, and they want to control your life. We need the freedom that we're given by God and our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and they're trying to stifle all of that. Okay, so I'm trying to bring the freedom back and the enthusiasm enthusiasm back to Buffalo that we had while I was growing up. Any uh, uh, so where where are you as far as uh, well with India Walton now being on the ballot and potentially not Byron Brown? Do you think that helps you? Well, uh, it probably makes him more nervous than it makes me. I mean, they're having a two person race between themselves and the Democrat Party, and like the other guy Ben Carlisle and myself are out here trying to get as much done as we can behind the scenes with the ground support. So I feel confident in my chances of a write in campaign against Byron Brown one on one. So with it being multiple people in there, no one really wants the socialism because you can't point to one time in the history of the world where socialism has saved the day. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say no one wants it. Unfortunately, (laughs) there was a bunch of people that voted him in, really incompetent people who have really never studied history that that's never won. But unfortunately, I do see the signs up in the city of Buffalo that says vote for the socialist India Walton, which is sort of of sad. So not to to discount anyone when I say no one really wants it, but when you really look into it, when it gets more exposure, when it gets brought Mm -hmm. to the daylight— Oh, sure. When you see see AOC at a $30,000 event Mm -hmm. wearing the dress that she's wearing, well, was all of that food that they ate, was that plant-based food? (laughs) Because they want to eat plant-based food. Oh, yeah. CNN was advertising us eating bugs. So were there bugs on that $30,000 plate? What are they eating, and why don't we get to live that life? Oh, well, because you're not one of them. You're not one of the elite. That's the problem. Okay. Right? And they all walked to the event, I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't have big stretch limos or private jets uh, flying <laughs> so in either. Or, right? or guarded or security with guns. No, no. no. It, it, well, so, you know, once again, so they do not respect the people that protect. Yeah, no. They have no respect for the people that protect us, whether it's the military, our first responders here in the city. I'll tell you right now, if my child got off the wrong bus after school, I want the Buffalo Police Department looking for him. I don't want any other group of people looking for him but the Buffalo Police Department. Okay? The Buffalo Police Department has not quit on the city of Buffalo. Yes, yep. I agree. No question about well, it. All right, Jazz, I so appreciate you. We're going to bring you on here in the next few weeks as well. But uh, throw out your phone number if anybody wants to get involved with helping you. All right, we're going to go with 716 
493-9692-716-493-9692. Hashtag Miles for Mayor. Use your pen to write Jazz Miles in. And thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. All right. Take care, buddy. Until <laughs> right. next time. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Thanks, Jazz. <laughs> right, Jazz All right. Miles. All right. Thank you. Um, so, by the way, if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living. A jam-packed show here today, uh, but uh, make sure you use us as a resource. Eight three three Fin Guys. If you get to think like us, if you if you are if you do think like us, you know, there's always uh, liberals that say, "Oh, I'm just going to just to call you and invest with you." But I uh, I, I heard your politics. Good. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. And I'm, I'm not seeing, I'm saying that to be mean. I'm saying that because Monday through Friday, everybody that works on our team wants to work with people that think like us. We want to be happy. Yeah. And uh, and we're so, just one of many firms. So. Yeah, <laughs> there are others out there, yeah. so don't fear. Absolutely, a lot of them are not open yet. You know, still hiding from the flu. <laughs> uh, let me say that too. Our, our flu, uh, we will never shut down. We will never shut down. When the health department was telling people to shut down, I was calling the health department saying, "Why don't you have the stones to come on and let us interview you so you can get your point out?" And they were afraid, right? They they they're bullies. That's what they are, right? I couldn't believe restaurant owners. We're not video. If, you, if I owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I assure you, if you walked into my facility, you would have been videotaped. You would. I would have exposed you to the top of my lungs. I would have been screaming to the top of my lungs, your name, who you are, why you're in my, and we would have videotaped it. And they knew that. They knew they won't come in here because they know we're going to do that, right? Right. So, uh, but we, I will assure you, uh, they will, um, they, they will, don't let them bully you. That's the key. Do not Mm -hmm. let them bully you. Uh, and uh, and and you know ha- stand up, stand up for yourself. Now is the time. We just heard from Dr. Paul Alexander. I'll tell you this: if if anything, if you're going to fight for anything, it should be your children, Absolutely. and it should be making sure that they don't get uh, a needle stabbed in their arm when when we've got this vaccination that has really not, does not have a long term track record, and we really truly don't know all the positives and negatives of this thing. I had somebody no. say to me the other day, "So will soldiers take all these shots?" Yeah, and you know what? Study what shots the shoulders. The the soldiers right, take. Right, They're right. very different than they were 20 years ago. Well, yep. Why is that? Because we found out that the stuff we put in their arms right. wasn't good. Yeah, there's no brakes on that freight train, folks, coming at us. I mean, there's just no brakes on it. We have to do something collectively to stop it. I mean, it's, it used to be, listen, <laughs> you, you get to choose if you're an adult. Well, adults, you get to choose for your children, right? That's, you, they need us to choose for them. They can't do it yet. Yeah. So you've got to do the right things for their sake. And- got to fight. It's your body, your choice. Remember that one? All right, let's sneak in Tracy from Payroll Processing. Uh, payroll Processing is the payroll company that the financial guys use, Financial Guys Insurance Agency, Hayflick Insurance Agency. That's a, that's a joke. If, if, if Mike Sparazza's out there, he's always joking, he's- saying he's going to open up an auto and home insurance yes. company. You're going to yeah. do it in 13 minutes instead of 14 minutes, right? It's going to be a secret launch, though. <laughs> Nobody will know. <laughs> It'll be like a stealth, a stealth launching of Hayflick Home and Auto. That's right, and Hayflick Home and Auto. Hear that, Sparaza? It'll be twenty six companies, not twenty five. It'll be thirteen minutes it's instead gonna of fourteen minutes. It's going to happen, Sparaza. You better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Mary. Remember when he's in the air? Oh, the guy goes, <laughs> yes. he's going to come up with what six minute abs instead of seven right. minute abs. What a great idea! <laughs> goes, what Brilliant. about this guy's a murderer? He goes, well, what about if somebody comes up with five minute abs? He goes. What are you, an idiot? You can do abs in five minutes. <laughs> That's the best. Tracy, how are you? Tell us about payroll processing. You guys have been awesome for us, by the way. To me, the number one most important thing is getting the payroll right. I like to pay the people the right amount, not too much, not too little. And you guys have been awesome. And I thank you for that. 
Great. That's great to hear. We're happy to be doing business with you guys as well. Yeah. And let me just say this because I think it's so important, Buffalo and Rochester, hometown market, right? I mean, it's funny. I told somebody the other day that you can put 716 on something and sell a million dollars worth of it. Uh, But you folks are local. And to me, that's huge, right? You're not some national payroll company, nothing against them. But I like having somebody local that I can talk to. And that's big. Exactly. And we pride our business on customer service. So no, you can always talk to me. My sister um, works in the office as well. Scott, who founded the business almost 40 years ago, that's our father. He's still here. You can talk to him. Um, you know, anything you need, you're not going to wait. You're going to get an answer from us, and, you know, that's what we pride our business on. Yeah. Tracy, so business owners, they, they basically are really good at something, right? And they, took, they have the courage to invest and hire people. Why is it so important to sort of segment out services that you provide so that those business owners can focus on what they do? Because basically they don't have to worry. All you have to do is email or call in your hours to us. We do everything. We process the tax part of it, you know, for the payroll checks. We pay the tax payments to the IRS, New York State. You just have to get your hours to us, and that's all you have to worry about. We file the quarterlies for you. We prepare your (laughs) W-2s. That's all stuff that you know, I wouldn't want to do if, if I, you know, had a different business. So it takes all the worry off of them. They yeah. can con- concentrate on their own business. Yeah, and you've been really big at some of the new ridiculous rules, keeping us up to speed on some of that, where uh, people can get more time off, but they can't get it, they can't keep it. you got to re- – I mean, New York, it's like, it's like rule after rule after rule, and you need to be a therapist, an accountant, and uh, a, a <laughs> Ph.D. to try to figure some of this stuff out, which you seem to be all three. Exactly. So. Exactly, yep, especially with the New York State paid sick leave. That's been a huge thing that we've been tracking for all of our clients. Um, And, you know, all the the COVID um, pay that went on. So all that stuff we've taken care of for for all of our clients. Yeah, perfect. And look at, let, let uh, let me say this. If you're having trouble with your payroll company, uh, you know, nobody wants to change this over. Nobody does. So we didn't want to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we wanted somebody local that we could trust. And we were having issues with a more national company. They weren't reporting stuff right. And it got very frustrating and aggravating. And at the end of the day, too, you just don't need you don't need that aggravation and you don't need the government in your business. Right. That's a red flag to say, hey, these these folks can't even do payroll. Right. So, mm-hmm. Tracy, throw your phone number out there if local business owners want to want, uh, need your help. Sure, you can call us at 668-5200. You can ask directly um, for me or any of the girls that answer the phone can help you out as well. 668-5200, right? Exactly. 668-5200. Tracy, thank you so much. I know we're going to spend more time with you over the next few months here, and I appreciate everything you do with the financial guys, and I know there's a lot of small business owners out there that are going to need your help. Great. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Real hard break here. Mike Lomas, Club. We go Mike Aflick. Awesome show, buddy. We'll see you next week on the Financial Guys Radio Network.